Welcome back, everybody! Hey! After seven long, weird months, here we are. Anybody else feel like we're living in a movie? You ever pinched yourself a time or time? Wait a second. Wait a second. Stephen King doing this? <laughs> like, wow! Here we are, and we are so glad to see you. We know that some of you are still watching online, probably a lot of you, and that's great. We're glad that we have this to offer you as well. Some of you are in kind of uh, health compromise situations or with those that you love and you're trying to keep everybody safe. Hey, we get that. We respect that. We just wanted to open up for those of you who can and as you feel comfortable and all of that, let's see if we can find some bit of normal again. And I know some of you are thinking that'll never be normal. Thank you for that. Uh, we're glad you're here too. And uh, we'll, we'll figure this out together. Uh, those of you in Kernersville, welcome. Those of you joining us from Jamestown, welcome. Those of you in Oak Ridge, you're sitting in a brand spanking new building right now. Yeah. It even smells like a new building. Like you can smell that new building smell. All those chemicals. You smell that? Oh, isn't that great? Uh, and we, we are just excited to be able to have this opportunity in this first phase of reopening. I call it a first phase because we're going to make tweaks. We're going to make changes uh, along the way. And we will get better at doing this. And we're learning. Uh, and we'll keep you updated on those changes. So thank you for your participation. And we ask for your patience as we continue to figure this out together. Uh, this is our first pandemic. And so uh, we will be much better prepared for the next one. I promise you. <laughs> Just wait. <laughs> I mean, you know, once we've done one, you know, hey. Uh, anyway, uh, we want you to know how very honored we are. And I encourage you as your pastor, hey, let's get back into the the normal swing of things. Those of you that call the Summit Church home, let's serve like we've never served. Let's give and honor God financially and let's invite our friends and neighbors because people are in need now more than ever. People are looking for hope. They're looking for something positive, something to help ground them. And we think, and matter of fact, we believe we can help them with that. And you're a big part of that. Uh, here's what I want to do as we jump into week three of our series, Donkeys, Elephants, and Jesus, which, by the way, is like my most favorite title ever for any series that our team has come up with. I mean, it's just fun to say, Donkeys, Elephants, and Jesus. I mean, when you say that, people are like, I didn't know Jesus was a veterinarian. Well, actually, he kind of is in a way. Uh, but yeah, we know what we're talking about. We're talking about the election. So let's do a quick review. So we're up to speed. And before we jump into the, the nitty gritty of what we're going to talk about today, week one, we learned that we are Christians first and most before we are Republicans, before we are Democrats, before we are independents, before we are conservatives, before we are liberal, before we are moderates or before we are anything else that you want to label yourself or allow other people to label you. We are followers of Jesus first and most and everything, everything, everything takes its cue from that. And everything must be filtered through that reality. And then last week we saw that when Jesus was all about his mission and still even to this day, Jesus's mission was in the middle of extremes. Middle does not mean moderate. In fact, you can't really label the middle. Jesus refused to be labeled. He refused to let his mission be hijacked by a social extreme, political extreme, or even the religious 
extreme of his day. Jesus was not going to let his agenda be hijacked by any other earthly agenda. So he did not take a side. He stayed in the middle between all extremes, among all sides, to reach everyone. And so since we are Christians, followers of Jesus, first and most, we stand with Jesus in the middle. And we're figuring out more and more what that looks like. And so that is a reality that you and I must embrace as Christians and as a church. And so here we are just a couple of weeks away from this thing called the 2020 presidential election. You guys gotten mail? Yeah. Phone calls? Like how'd they get my number? Like what, what in the world? So uh, immediately some of you find yourself kind of excited because you love this. You know, you're the, you're the political science major. You geek out on this kind of stuff and you love it. Uh, others of you, you're very anxious right now. It just, this just unnerves you and, and you're not quite sure what to think. Um, others of you are fearful and you're afraid and you're afraid because of what you've heard in the media or because of what um, you've read or because of what others have said. Or maybe you're confused. I don't know what to think. I, I don't know what to listen to him, listen to them, listen to him, listen to them. I, 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 just don't, I just don't know what to do. Or maybe you're like a lot of us and you're just over it, right? You're just over the whole mess to begin with. Remember, okay, four years ago, we were having the same thoughts and feelings, by the way. And eight years ago, we were having the same thoughts and feelings, by the way. This happens like every four years. And yes, yes, I know. It seems to like the stakes seem to get higher and higher and higher. And I, and, and I know this is the most important presidential election ever, except for the one four years ago and, and the one eight years ago and the one 12. I'm just trying to bring some reality. And, and four years from now, a lot of the same rhetoric. Okay, so just, just come to reality. Let's figure out a way forward. And I believe we can do that together. The election just stirs up so much stuff. And so I want us to come to it honestly and truthfully. Maybe you're at a point where you're just like, I'm just not going to participate in the election this year. Thank you very much. Well, I think there's a better way. I think there's a better way for us to move forward. Remembering, remembering, no matter what we do, every human system of government is flawed. Every human system of government, even at its best, is imperfect and broken. Why? Because flawed, imperfect, broken people run it. And so even at our best, it's not going to be perfect. So how do we find a way forward? Let me give you some very practical things that I believe will help you get ready for this election. Help you get ready to vote. Help you, I'm not going to vote. Okay, we'll get to you in a minute. Help, help you get ready to vote. Help you have conversations with people and help you process everything that you're experiencing. Super practical. First thing you need to do is learn. Learn, 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 learn. Educate yourself. Educate yourself on the policies, the, um, the issues, and the candidates, and the agendas that come with those candidates. Educate yourself. you got to learn. But here's the deal. You need to learn by listening to more than one primary source. Okay? Because I know you think you know because of what you've heard. But here's the deal. If all you're doing is listening to Fox News, you're not going to learn what you need to know 
about what's at stake in this election. He's going to let that sit there a minute. And since we're friends, if all you do is listen to CNN, if that's your primary source of information, you're not going to learn what you really need to know just by listening to CNN. Anybody else detected that there are agendas on either side of the media? I don't know if they know we know, but we know, don't we? Right, we figured that much out. You're not gonna learn what you need to know just by listening to mama or daddy or that crazy uncle <laughs> or, or your BFF or the guy down at the office, you know, the one that keeps from helping make sure you know about the latest conspiracy, the one that keeps you up at night, the one that you're like, I'm not even sure if I can leave the house now kind of thing. Yeah, that. You, all of that, you had better educate yourself from more than one source and... The challenge is you had better broaden your understanding and learn more than just about that one issue that means so much to you. We all have a tendency to become one issue voters, one issue voters. And everybody's got their issue. Everybody's got an issue that they're just more passionate about than everything else. And they seem to want to find out where a candidate stands on this issue that means so much to them. And, and really and truly, you, you look at it, I, I see this in the church and among Jesus followers all the time. They'll, they'll have this one issue and however the candidates stack on this one issue determines how they vote regardless of all the other issues. I want to propose to you that we can't do that. That's short-sighted. Because I think you would agree that we have multiple issues in our country. We have many issues and there are many things at stake. And so you just can't pick one issue and say, well, however they feel about education will determine how I vote. Well, that's very important. And so maybe that's your one issue, but you need to not just learn what Biden and Trump and that side and that side says about education and their plan. You, you'd better have some, you better have a knowledge of what's beyond that. Cause that's just one issue for a lot of Christians. It's abortion. Now, whether they are pro-choice or pro-life. And however they fall on that kind of determines how you're going to vote regardless. Now, here's the deal. That is a very important issue. But it is one issue. And you'll see why this is important in a few minutes. And for others of you, it's immigration. Or the economy. And you're just like, I just want to know which one is going to help my 401k look better in four years. And that's all I care about. I'll vote for them. It's a little selfish, isn't it? Right. We're going to boil it down to just how you benefit, how I benefit. Or maybe it's not just the economy or the immigration. It could be the military or gay rights or where they fall on racial equality or and all of that. Or, or maybe <laughs> there's some other thing that I haven't listed, that you're like, no, that's the thing, that's the thing, that's the thing. There's a lot of things. And you need to listen to more than one source and care about more than one issue and educate yourself. Let me give you a principle to help you do this. There's a life principle that Paul writes about to the Thessalonians in the first century. And, and I, I understand the context in which Paul is writing this is about specifically, he's talking about prophecy, but he gives a life principle that is so much wider and broader 
the, in its application. It's a fantastic life principle. It's very, very simple, very short, very simple. And you're going to see, you can apply this to finances. You can apply this to relationships. You can apply it to jobs. You can apply this to anything, okay? You can even apply it to voting in the 2020 presidential election. And here's what Paul writes to the Thessalonians. Test everything that's said. Test everything that is said. And then hold to what is good. Run everything through a filter. Everything you hear, run it through a filter and then hold on to the good stuff. You know why he tells us this? Because not everything you hear is going to be good. A lot of stuff you're going to be hear is going to be junk. It's going to be crap. You're just going to throw it out and say, nope, that's not good. Nope, that's not good. Nope, that's not helpful. Nope, don't need that. Nope, that's actually harmful. So you're going to have to filter through all of that and hold on to what is good. Not all will be good. Here's a filter that may help. Does this honor the way of Jesus? As you are listening to CNN and you're hearing from the Biden side of things, you say, well, why did you lump Biden in with CNN? Thank you. We know, we know, right? Okay. So you got to think, you got to think, not just do I agree or disagree, but wait, wait, wait. Where does this line up with the way of Jesus? And click. You're going to click over here to Fox News and the Trump side of things. You say, well, why did you lump those two into the same? Well, come on, come on. Right? We, we, we can hear. We know what's going on. You need to be thinking, not just do I agree or disagree. Where do these things line up according to the way of Jesus? Say, well, why do you bring Jesus into it? Because we're Christians first and most. Because we're followers of Jesus first and most. And when you hear the guy down at the office or you're sitting around the family table and your brother says and your sister says or you're online and you see this come across your Twitter feed and, and you're just, oh, okay, how does this line up and honor the way of Jesus? Because in reality, when I listen to CNN and I listen to Fox and I listen to other people, there are things on both sides that I go, hey, I... I think, that's, I think that's a good idea. That actually makes sense. Well, it's at least worth a try. What we're doing now is not working that great, so maybe this will be the way. And you know what? I think something, I think Jesus would be all about that. In fact, that sounds like a lot of wow, what Jesus would be about, okay? I hear that on both sides from time to time. And then at the same time, I'm listening to CNN going, oh, oh. Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. Or I'll come over here to, you know, Fox News, and I'll listen to that, and I'm going, oh, that could not be more anti who Jesus was. Say, so what do we do? Oh, it's a mess, isn't it? We keep coming back to the filter. Test everything that's said. Test everything that's said and hold to what is good because there's going to be good on both sides, on all sides, and there's going to be junk on both sides and all sides because, again, it's an imperfect System And there are no perfect candidates and no perfect policies or platforms. That's why we don't just need to learn. We need to pray. Say, well, I know that. Okay, well, have you done that? Well, I know that. Okay, will you do that? I mean, pray for wisdom. Pray for clarity. Especially if you're confused. Especially if you're like, I, don't, I just don't know. I just don't know. Pray. Ask God to help you. Because this, this election, come on, Jesus followers, this election is 
too important to not pray about. Here's what Paul says. Let me take you to what Paul writes to the Philippians. Again, remembering that the first century was, even though the details are different in the first century than they are now, was just as politically charged. He tells them, don't be anxious about anything. Boy, that's hard. That's hard right there, isn't it? But in every situation, every situation, do you know how I know that that applies to what we're facing right now in the 2020 election? Because the Greek word for every, it's a fascinating word. You know what it means? Every. (laughs) That's deep. Just, Just chew on that. Every situation. By prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. Present your requests to God. Every situation. God, you got to help us with this. Father, you got to help me know what to do with what I hear. Help me as I test everything and hold to what is good. Is that good? It sounds good, but okay, what's behind it? Wait a second. That doesn't sound good at all. Wait, is this good? Is this, is this a better way? Well, that's easy. That's definitely not. But what about this? I mean, this is what, this is what prayer is about. As a follower of Jesus, this teaches us and shows us that things like the election, it's not just a spiritual decision for us. I mean, it's not, a, I'm sorry, it's not just a political decision for us. It's a spiritual decision. It's not just a political issue. It is a spiritual issue. And as you're praying, keep this in mind. No political party necessarily is more or less Christian than the other. There are things that are honoring to Jesus on both sides and things that are definitely dishonoring to Jesus on both sides. The mission of Jesus is not partisan. The gospel is not partisan. And like we said last week, Jesus will not be turned into the poster boy for the left or the right, for the Democrats or the Republicans. His agenda is his own. And he will not let it be hijacked. Now, I love the fact that we have all sides in our church represented. I love that. I love it. I think it's healthy. I mean, some of the most conservative people, right-wing nuts that you've ever met are in this church and watching online. Just breathe. Because at the same time, some of the most liberal, I mean, are you kidding me, liberal? People that you've probably ever met are in this church joining us online. And I couldn't be happier about both. You know why? Because guess who's in the middle of all that? Jesus and his mission and agenda. Which means he's in perfect position and close proximity to all of us nuts. To all of us and our needs. And all of us and our issues. And so he's in within arm's reach of every single person on both sides of the aisle, and he pulls people to himself. So keep that in mind as you pray. Here's a clarifying question. What if we did this more? What if we did this more? No, it's, it's not about a party thing. God, just help me have clarity and wisdom on how to pray. What if we prayed more than we talked about the election? That's a lot of praying, folks. What, what, if, what if we prayed more than we talked and argued and debated about it? A lot of debating, a lot of arguing, 
Well, let me just get a little bit more personal then. What if we prayed more than we tweeted and Facebooked and Instagrammed about it? Yeah. Because I, I say, I know some of you, some of you especially, you wouldn't like come right out. You don't want to, you know, you wouldn't come right out and just say these kinds of things. But boy, you're... Like, repost, retweet, whatever. You know, you're just, you're just on it. And I pay attention to, I try to pay attention to that stuff. I see what some of you post. And, and I got to be honest with you. I, I look at it and I go, oh, no, 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 no. You know, people know where you go to church. Please stop it. You're, you're making us all look bad, right? You think, well, I, that'll do it right there. The, the, the whole tide of the election will change from this post. No, it won't. But, but what if we spent more time in prayer than positioning ourselves with talking and arguing and debating and posting and reposting? It's just a focus thing. For us to learn and educate ourselves from more than one source about more than one issue and then praying for clarity and wisdom. God, help me test everything that is said because I'm hearing a lot of things that are not good. Help me to figure out what is good and know what is good and hold on to that because there's good somewhere. There's good here. There always is. And then, and really only then, should we vote? Because voting, listen carefully, is still a privilege that we are free to do. Whether or not you agree with the system, whether or not you like the system, whether or not you like your options for whom to, for, you know, who you're going to vote for. Voting is still a privilege that we are free to do. And we should vote. Now, now there is where I lose some of you. You're like, okay, well, dude, I, I'm with you with the first two. Learn, got it, got it. I know what I need to know. Pray, yep, check. Probably need to pray more. God knows my heart. But, but that's why I've decided not to vote, you see, because of what I know about this. I, I just, I, I'm just not going to vote. Well, for those of you that sit here, and I've, I've talked to a lot of us about it. For those of you that say, I'm just not going to vote, listen very carefully. You ain't helping you ain't helping none. You ain't helping making it better. I mean, it's an imperfect system. Can we make it better? Yes. Should we? Yes. And by not voting, you're not helping. You say, well, you just don't understand. No, 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 no. I don't think we understand. Remember what we talked about last week? Jesus actually encouraged law-abiding participation in the system of his day. He encouraged law-abiding participation in his broken system, in the broken system that he lived in. The whole thing about taxes and paying them to Caesar. Should we, Jesus? Jesus said, well, yeah. Give to Caesar what Caesar asked you to give to him and make sure you give to God what God asked you to give to him. It blew their minds. So yes, we should be law-abiding participants in our imperfect system. Because some of you, you don't want to vote, but you still want to have a voice. You don't want to vote, but you want to give us your opinion. I don't think it really works that way. If you don't weigh in, you shouldn't, I mean, you shouldn't weigh in if you don't participate in the whole system. Well, in other words, if you're not going to vote, just shh, keep it to yourself. Because it's very frustrating for the rest of people who are trying to do something to the best of their ability to make it better. 
And I know why, I know why a lot of you don't want to vote. I get it. Because here's what you're saying. You're saying, well, I can't vote for either candidate without indirectly supporting things I don't agree with and that I think are wrong and that I think are dishonoring to Jesus. I get it. I understand that. That is a tension. It's reality, but it's a tension. You're thinking, well, if I vote, if I vote for Biden because of this and this, it's good. Then I'm, then I'm giving a nod to this, this, and this that is obviously not honoring to Jesus. And at the same time, if I go over here and I vote for Trump, I mean, this and this, is, is, I agree with, and I think this is wholesome and healthy. But then there's all this other stuff that I, I'm pretty sure Jesus would not be about. So what the heck do I do? That's why I don't want to vote. Now, here's the deal. Here's what you do. You do the best you can with the information you have. Do you know that Jesus encouraged law-abiding participation even though he didn't agree with everything Caesar was about, did, or said? In fact, we talked about this last week. Caesar actually claimed to be Lord. It was very common in the first century, in the reign of the Roman Empire, to hear people, Caesar is Lord, Caesar is Lord, Caesar is Lord. And Jesus knew this, and Jesus is Lord, and created Caesar. Imagine that. And Jesus knew all that, and he's like, give to Caesar what Caesar asked you to give him. He's in charge, he's in authority, and that's the system. Don't buck the system. Be a law-abiding, willing grace-filled, loving participant in the system and honor God at the same time because you can, most of the time, do that. And so what you do is you educate yourself. You learn and you pray. And then once you've educated yourself and prayed about the most pressing issues of the day, you do the best you can in voting for the way that you feel is most honoring to the way of Jesus. Now, some of you are thinking, okay, listen, pastor, you, you, um, you obviously have thought a lot about this. You seem to be passionate about it. I appreciate the information, but if you just save me some time and save us all a little bit of time. And it seems like you've done your homework. Can, can you just kind of tell us who we should vote for? You give us, give us a, give us a voter guide. How about that? Can you pass out one of those? I mean, I don't want to put you on the spot. You don't have to tell us, but if you just give us a voter guide or just better yet, you know, I mean, you're an honest guy. Just tell us who you're going to vote for. Sorry, I'm not going to do that. Because you need to learn, and you need to pray, and you need to vote. Besides, you and I might not see eye to eye on this. You may, dis be, you may be disappointed in me when you find out who I'm going to vote for. And I might be disappointed in you. When I find out who you're going to vote for. And this election is not important enough to be something to come between brothers and sisters in Jesus. What was that? Was that an amen? Oh, man, if I showed up at the wrong church, what happened after seven months? But isn't that the truth? We're family, gang. Can you imagine what it means for us to let, well, I'm voting for him, well, I'm voting for him, well, I think this, well, I think that. Come between brothers and sisters in Jesus. 
Do you know how silly this is going to seem to us when we all get to heaven together and we look back? Can you imagine how very frustrating this must seem to our heavenly father? As we put labels on each other and we run to our perspective corners, now rightly on things that are important and things that do matter, and yet instead of coming together and talking through it and creating some dialogue, which we will talk about next week, we retreat to our monologues and we divide up. See, I, I, I don't want to tell you who to vote for and I don't want you, you to tell me who I should vote for because I don't want this election. It's important, yeah, but it's not important enough to come between us because we're going to spend eternity together, gang. And, and Jesus is what this is all about anyway. So learn and pray and vote. Maybe this will help. In the next four years, regardless of who the president is, you're going to benefit from and you're going to um, struggle because of decisions that are made by the administration of the president. You're either going to benefit from, and probably both, there are going to be some things that work out better for you. And there are going to be some things that, oh, it's so much harder now for you. Both benefit and struggle. So you owe it to yourself. And you owe it to everybody else to participate in this imperfect system. You owe it to yourself. And if you're frustrated right now because I just won't come right down and, and because I just won't come right down and say, I'm just, I'm just, here's the deal. You would be frustrated in the first century too. Jesus didn't do it back then. And I believe because we are Christians first and most, we need to be careful to stay in the middle so that we can reach everybody on all extremes and in all sides because what Jesus is about in this world is not a Republican thing, and it is not a Democrat thing. In fact, if we wanted to do history, the meanings of what it means to be a Republican or Democrat have changed in the last 50 years. Go back and do your history homework. The agendas have actually flip-flopped. So we keep changing. Not only do we keep changing our labels, we keep changing what our labels mean. And yet, standing unchanged in the middle is Jesus. Aren't we glad? So remember that over all of this and behind all of this election stuff and COVID-19 and racial tensions and wars and power positioning and all of the other issues we got going on in our country and in our world, behind all of it is a greater story, a bigger story. Playing in the background is the story of the mission of Jesus and his agenda of love and grace and truth and hope. And it includes us. I am welcomed into it. You are welcomed into it. We are included into this because of what Jesus has done for us. And the good news is that while this election is important, it is not the end all. And it is not the answer to all. Which means no matter who the president is, or who the president becomes, Jesus is still king of kings. 
Jesus is still Lord and we still serve Jesus. And it is his kingdom agenda and his kingdom policies that matter more than anything else. So it is his authority that we will acknowledge above all, first and most. And it is his way of things and ultimately his will that we will appeal to over and over and over again. That gives me hope. And so as I learn and pray and vote, and as we learn and pray and vote, and we test all things, we hold to what is good, and we do the best we can with the information we've been given. At the end of the day, no matter who the president becomes, we're still trusting in the King of Kings. We're still trusting in the one that's been around before there was anyone to elect. I think the best way for us to wrap up our time together is spending some time in prayer. Let's not just talk about it. Let's do it. Let's do it together as brothers and sisters. And I want to create some moments of quiet for you right now in prayer. And we're going to pray about the election and all of that stuff. And I think we need to pray about the pandemic. All joking aside, we joke about things to help us cope. You know, it's, but it's no laughing matter because there are so many people who have died and so many people who are suffering because of it in, in various ways. I mean, regardless of what your opinion is, I mean, I got opinions too. We all got opinions, but this is real. And then I'm gonna give you some time to pray about personally whatever's going on in your life. That's probably very unique to you, but God's very well aware of. Let's begin with some time. You, pray to God. You, talk to God right now where you're sitting. It might help you to close your eyes, block everybody else out. And let's begin by taking a few moments to talk to God about this election, asking for wisdom and clarity. Now let's take some moments to add to this time, asking God to help us with this pandemic. It doesn't matter at this point where it came from, what's behind it, what the cause is, beyond the finger pointing, beyond the blaming. It's a part of our world and we need God's help with it. And also, 
whatever personally is going on in your life right now. Maybe marriage, family stuff, health challenges, job, financial problems. Maybe you're dealing with anxiety, depression. Maybe you're just paralyzed with fear or you're just overwhelmed with what's on your plate right now. Take some time to share that with your heavenly father. Heavenly Father, we come to you now acknowledging your greatness that you are over all things and it is from you and through you and for you that everything exists. Father, we come to you now acknowledging this mess, this political environment in which we live. Lord, bring clarity and wisdom to our thoughts. Help us as we learn what we need to know. Help us to know who to listen to. Help us to consider truth and filter everything through the way of Jesus and then do the best we can given the options that we have in front of us. It's not gonna be perfect. It's not gonna be exact. And then ultimately, Lord, we acknowledge and trust your will and way over all things beyond any president because our hope is not in a president. Our hope is in you. And Father, also help us with this pandemic, this very um, weird time in which we're living. Lord, help us to be wise And we ask that you would help us to use our common sense as we try to stay safe and keep those we love safe. And at the same time, give those in authority around us and over us the wisdom to help guide us in a direction that is good and healthy. So we get on the other side of this. Lord, we we are completely at the mercy of things we cannot control. So help us to be faithful with the things that we can. And Father, for the personal issues represented in this room and for those online that are joining us, I I don't know, I would be overwhelmed if I knew everything that was going on, but you were not. We take great comfort in the fact that you were not. You know it all. It doesn't disrupt any of your plan. You are awesome enough and sovereign enough to take it all and work it together for good. I pray for your peace and that you would answer the prayers of your sons and daughters here. You are our Father and we run to you. May we continue to do so. And ultimately, may we live lives that honor and magnify you in all that we say and all that we do. In Jesus' name, amen.